Are you sheltering in place, isolated, feeling alone? <coughs> well, then you're just like us. Hit me. From Studio P in Sausalito, the home of the quarantined hit, it's time for... Suckatash. Suckatash Shut-In, the Soundcast stimulus package featuring snippets from comedy... Soundcasts. And now, here's your host for this episode, Tyson Saner! Saluton, estes me, Tyson Saner. I am your every other epi host for this iteration of Succotash, the comedy soundcast soundcast, currently called Succotash Shut-In, as you probably know by now because you clicked on us. And we thank you for it. Next week, Mark Hershon will be doing the hosting duties, but this week is mine, and welcome to it. I've got clips for you from a handful of soundcasts you may want to listen to more of in the future. That's how this works. I've got clips from Profiles and Eccentricity... Strange Times, and Nooner Podcast. This show is fake-sponsored by Henderson's Pants and TrumpPoetry.com. And away we go. First up, Profiles and Eccentricity, from John Fahey, Aaron Pita, and Matt Brousseau, and Starburns Audio. It's a show about weirdos. Hosted by comedians John Fahey, Aaron Pita, and Matt Brousseau, each episode tells a tale about someone who lives afoul of the rules most of us live by. What I've chosen for you is from the show from April 15th, 2020. It's a profile on Franz Kafka, and it's called Franz Kafka Neurotic Maniac. Its description reads, This week, Matt treats the boys to the life of the famously strange author of The Metamorphosis, Franz Kafka. Despondent in relationships and acutely tormented by his father, Kafka is an overly neurotic figure awaiting judgment. Now, tell me, uh, Kafka was a German fella? Uh, well, he was, he was born in Prague. Uh, so oh. I, I, I want to say, uh, before we get into this, uh, his life itself, we're going to talk a little bit, we're going to talk about his life, we'll go through his whole life, mention his works, and then after that, we'll kind of go, I'll give you a deeper dive, other than the basic outline of the story, kind of mm-hmm. themes and maybe some of the ideas behind it. Okay. But first, I want to give you his life. Give, give me his idea. life. Please so, Franz Kafka, he, he has, in in... The minds of people today, you know, Kafka-esque is a phrase. And usually it's something that is bewildering or frightening to people. Um, but for me, I always found him um, funny. And yeah, a lot of absurdity. Yeah. And, and I always, when I, when I heard that phrase, I always got, took it as almost Cronenberg-esque. Sure, sure, yeah. yeah. In I that think the, that's the, the modern The shocking equivalent. nature of it was almost... Hilarious. Absurd. Yeah, yeah absurd. It, exactly, yeah. yeah. The, the illogic... That is built in that everyone treats as logic. Right. Um, so he was born in 1883 ah. in uh, Prague, Bohemia, Habsburg Empire. So those are the. He was born in the city of Prague in Bohemia. Which at the time was Bohemia. Was which is at the time. The Habsburg Empire. Right. And he was born uh, a Czech German speaker mm-hmm. who was also Jewish. Ah. Oh, boy. So his nationality, in, in essence, was Czech, but he was a, spe- a, a mainly German speaker, because mm-hmm. the the version, the Yiddish that they were speaking, uh, uh, that also uh, had had a connection to German. So it was a very mm-hmm. natural in, and but he was also Jewish, and these are um, th- three three parts of himself that uh, he never 
uh, necessarily came to terms with. But we'll we'll get into that. We'll touch on that. So those identity points. You mean? Yeah, he, his mm-hmm. his identity um, was something that it constantly was flirting around him, transforming into something else. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, so he was born in in, in Josephoff, or, uh, Joseph uh, Josefa. Yeah, J O S E F O F. It's it was one of the oldest ghettos in Europe. Older seven seven centuries of Jewish visionaries lived Whoa. and died there. Um, uh, he, he called it my prison cell, my fortress. Oh boy. He had many conflicting, uh, feelings about so much in his life. Uh, he was born, uh, uh the, the eldest child of Herman and Julia Kafka. Uh, he, they would later have three girls who lived and two boys who died in infancy. Uh, his father was a huge man, especially for that time. He was six, two big shoulders, powerful, loud, self-made. He would sit at the dinner table and he would chew the bones of the food, Ugh. and he would yell at anybody else who did it. <laughs> I chew the bones of this table. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you, some kind of savage? You trying to <sighs> cut me in my own dinner table? Oh, Kavolt. <laughs> so Her- Herman, uh, 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 Franz's father, he was born in extreme poverty in this uh, Bohemian village called Osek, and his father was a ritual butcher. So you'd kill the animals for rituals. Uh, and by age seven, Herman was, uh, was pushing a peddler's cart. I don't know if he was apprenticing or assisting, but he was working. He hmm. was not, not schooled. And uh, he, later married into, uh, he later married Julie and he got a small amount of money. And that was enough to start his own uh, shop as a salesman. Um, and he was kind of a bastard as an owner. There's a story about him having to go to, after one afternoon, having to then go to each employee's house of residence and ask them not to quit because they had all quit en masse because he was such an asshole. Uh, uh, Herman. Herman, yes. Yeah. Uh, to his children, he was sarcastic and harsh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my, my two main sources for this are uh, the R. Crumb, David Zane uh, Merowitz book, Kafka, and it has R. Crumb's fantastic uh, oh that's uh, excellent no disgusting, shit disgusting weird that's a drawings. perfect artist it, it, it absolutely is yeah yeah uh, so that can, can I, go very serious where necessary yeah yeah. yeah yeah i mean i think there's only one set of tits in this hmm oh any <laughs> but they're exquisite ass ladies with huge poo pubes I mean, coming out of their that bottoms? was more that was more of a, a, a crumb personal choice yeah yeah well you mean always inject a little bit of your own <laughs> your DNA. sensibilities you can email them at profilesinexcentricity at gmail.com, and you can listen to them on Stitcher and Apple Podcasts, and they even have a YouTube presence. Just search Profiles in Eccentricity. Next up, Strange Times from Davy and Dent, Kat Sorens, and Dom Risk. Longtime listeners of Sakatash will know that we have clipped Strange Times quite a few times, and in fact, we have also had Davy and Dent as a guest at least, uh, at least twice. I've chosen a clip for you from the May 9th show, 2020, entitled Invisible Jizz. This description says, This week our wayward sons turn their third eye to cyclists, furlough life, Carol Baskin, coronavirus lockdown competitiveness, and sex music. This clip, however, features talk about VE Day. What's VE Day? Um, VE Day, uh, VE Day, to pronounce it correctly, uh, Victory in Europe Day. Um, okay. Yeah, it happens. Funnily enough, it's an annual thing, so it happens uh, at the same time every year. Um, I can understand when it 
uh, first kicked off. Not a bad idea. Fine. Have a little bit of a celebration. I, I personally find it a little bit distasteful now because it's kind of like, uh, yeah, we beat the Germans, fucking cunt. Tommy. And uh, yes, let's uh, maybe uh, have the public holiday, spend some time <laughs> reflecting on the day when, um, well, not all of the hostilities ended, but uh, the vast majority. Um, let's celebrate that all that shit ended. Let's celebrate... Uh, peace in Europe, or the start of peace in Europe, brilliant, but um, all of this bloody um, um, British bulldog, hey, we beat the Bosch, uh, is it really necessary, or am I just yeah. being too fucking lefty? No, well, I understand no why it would have been a big thing, what, 70 years ago, whatever. But I was 20 I then. Been... <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, so... We had the same thing here with Anzac Day. It's sort of uh, which is um, April the twenty fifth, which is the day that um, the English um, commanders told a bunch of Australians to land on the wrong beach where the mach- where machine guns, and uh, that didn't work out very well. So it's sort of turned into this, I don't know, almost celebration. Sort of. It's all very sombre in some parts, but then yeah, it's just been sort of grabbed hold of the the Tommy Robinson dickheads. Um. Yeah, to make it sort of, I don't know, if you aren't patriotic enough or you can't speak, don't say anything about it that we don't like or we'll all launch at you and um, all the Murdoch media just backs that sort of narrative up and it's just fucking, yeah. I don't know, pretty horrible actually. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's, it's like you say, it should be a celebration. It should be a celebrating piece. It shouldn't be celebrating yeah. the end of a war, win or, like, win or lose. I did read something about um, apparently they've, for the first time this year they've done some sort of, not celebrations, but acknowledgements in Berlin because it's, for them it's the end of a, a fascist, a part, not a fascist, but, a, you know, Nazis were in charge and it yeah. ended for them. Yeah. They sort of got back to normal apart from when the communists sort of took over. So for them it is liberation for them as well. It wasn't just a fact that because the people, the general yeah. population, were under this fucking dictatorship, as it was. And people forget that. They just assume all Germans were, were Nazis and all Italians yeah. were, yeah. you know, et cetera, et cetera. Well, so I, yeah. I, I, do, I do agree. After a certain amount of time, it is kind of... It's fine to remember the people who died, you know, the poppies and uh, Remembrance Sunday and whatnot, you know. But even then, you get to the point where there's... I think there's two people left who fought in the First World War who are still alive. Yeah, that's yeah. run its course now. So now yeah, we should move on to. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, one of them being David. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't say move on. I mean, um, as a great poem said, uh, "They shall not grow old as we the left to grow old. They shall not with them nor the and them." You know, we will remember them, and I think we should, but we shouldn't celebrate the victory, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, no, because just remember I, that, and respect the shit that was done, um, but. Not, 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 not get all fucking, um, fucking nationalistic, nationalistic and red alpha male about the fact that, um, we beat someone. Yeah. You know. When it was none of them that did anything. Well, yeah. 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 There should definitely be a remembrance, but it should be a remembrance yes. for everything because people, it, it, if you died in the first world war, it doesn't make you a better soldier than if you died in Afghanistan or if you died in the second world war or the Falklands or, you know, fucking Iraq. They're all soldiers, and they all died, so they all should be remembered equally. Yep. I just, I, I just feel it's a bit uh, too much is put onto certain. I know it's an old, 
the, the Royal League, British Legion started to remember and to look after the veterans of the first, the Great War and the Second World War. But now, really, so many other people have been in other situations and other in, um, wars and whatever. They should be remembered as equally as well, and it shouldn't just be specifically remember Captain Tom's generation. It should be remember yeah. fucking Dave Smith, who died in fucking Afghanistan three weeks ago. You know, that sort of thing. You can visit their website at strangetimeshow.com. If you'd like to contact them, you can go to www.strangetimeshow.com forward slash contact. Hello, friends. Bill Haywatt here for Henderson's Massageopedic Trousers. You know, after a hard day of announcing here at Studio P, there's nothing I like more than to come home to a refreshing interlude with my Henderson's Massageopedic Trousers. Henderson's Massageopedic Trousers are perfect for men and women who, like me, have a job that requires spending long hours on your feet or on your knees. Henderson's Massageopedic Trousers gently massage and stimulate even those hard-to-reach places, providing comfort and release to thighs, calves, ankles, buttocks, and crotchal areas, even as you eat. If you're like me, after an hour or two with Henderson's Massageopedic Trousers, you'll be raring to go and ready for more. And when you start your day with Henderson's Massageopedic Trousers, you're always sure to end it with a happy ending. Henderson's Massageopedic Trousers, made with pride by the same fine folks who brought you the functional breakaway trousers and the ever-so-stylish turtleneck slacks. And they're made with the same fabric that covers official U.S. government restraining tables the world over. Henderson's Massageopedic Trousers, available online and wherever fine pantaloons are sold. And now, back to more of Suckatash. All right, man, I am glad to see that the Henderson's folks are still uh, sticking by their uh, commitment to sponsor Suckatash. Fantastic. Thank you, Bill Haywatt. Thank you, Mark Hershon. This episode of Suckatash is sponsored in part by TrumpPoetry.com, a chronological ode to a fake muse. Enjoy a rhyming spin on the news of the day every day, as well as over 500 archived daily verses thoroughly covering the White House, America, and the world with a sticky caramel coating that's impossible to remove. That's TrumpPoetry.com. Everything you need to know in rhyming couplets. TrumpPoetry.com And I've made a selection from TrumpPoetry.com this week. It's the entry from May 8th, 2020, number 257. A double shot of weariness and fear. As weeks drag on, the life we knew on pause. Conflicting truths regarding cure and cause. And no clear path to moving on from here. Projections from the CDC and WHO... Our leader wants to wish those words away. For economic models hold more sway. Get back to work. It's just a kind of flu. The dark statistics get marginalized. As push turns into shove, full steam ahead. Acceptable the number of the dead. No mask for Trump. Is anyone surprised? Beyond the shape and spin we'll hear today, our thoughts and prayers go out to his valet. Right? Right. And our final selection is from Nooner Podcast on the Smodcast Network, the weekly live podcast from Kevin Smith's Smodcast Internet Radio that you can listen to by going to www.smodcast.com forward slash sir. It's currently hosted by Marty Yu, Stephen Kruger, Cassandra Cardenas, and John Sylvain. This clip is from episode 191 from July 9th of 2019. 
Its description reads, Today on a very special nooner, the MIRPS, that's M-I-R-P, stands for Minor Internet Radio Personality. As far as I know, that term was coined by Nooner Podcast. They tried D&D for the first time. John Sylvain DMs, or Dungeon Masters, with two special guest stars joining the adventure. Don't worry, there is still the casual racism, odd profanities, frequent over-talking, and a couple current event references tossed in, too. But then, there's the looming threat of the dreaded Lich, and in the parentheses it uh, tries out different pronunciations of that word, including Lech, Lick, and Lech. Uh, Monster, it concludes. So it says, the dreaded Lich monster. I believe it's Lich. Let us know what you think, it says, and gives the email, which I'll give it later. Roll the clip. Well, in, in, in the center of this sort of circular room, uh-huh. um, on the other side is a door. Into a microphone. Side, oh, yeah. On the other side is a door. Ooh. And in, in the middle of the room is a uh, raised dais or dias. I don't know how to. Uh, Adidas or Adidas or whatever the hell you say. Um, and uh, on it is a uh, what looks like the statue of a sphinx. So it has the body of a lion and the head of a man. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, That's my fucking Not jam. where the poop comes out. What? Oh, oh uh, sphincter. What? That's a sphinx. What? Oh. Where does your poop come out? I'm confused by what you said. Go on. How does elephant okay. anatomy work? That's a really good question. So, uh... Does anyone the... have an anti-dad joke spell? <laughs> <laughs> Cast one of those. <laughs> As you uh, approach, the Sphinx, which, again, looks like a statue, speaks and says, You may not pass unless you answer my three riddles. Okay. Um, I'm intelligent. So that's cool. What are you guys going to do? What are your riddles? riddles? Yeah, tell us the riddles. The first riddle. Are you ready? If you don't get it right, I will kill you. Oh, wait, 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 wait. How many let's, chances let's do we confer. have? Let's confer. How many chances do you have? Yeah. I'll give you three chances for each riddle. Oh, okay. Wait, guys, 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 guys. So nine chances total? Aggregate? And then we all die? If or you just need some of us how, or... how will you kill us? I will use my claws to tear you apart. Wait, but you're just <clears> like <throat> a statue, right? Yeah, it's still no. Right. Okay, so like, because I can break this statue with my hammer, I think. Oh, yeah. Should I try to do that first before oh. we start answering these riddles, or should we just do If it? you want to take me on in combat first and avoid the whole riddle thing, you certainly can try. Oh, Many wow, have tried, but I am here and they're I'm not. Fuck it. We'll just do the riddles and I'll take them on in combat after yeah, if I have yeah. to. Let's do the riddle. So, uh, what's what the- is it that we love more than death? No, sorry. Screwed that one up. Wow, what is it? Oh. Nerd. I just blow vape smoke in your face. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. What is it that we love more than life? Fear more than death. The rich want it. The poor have it. The miser spends it. And the spendthrift saves it. Oh, could you say that one again? What is it that we love more than life? Google spell. And (laughs) fear more than death. The rich want it, the poor have it, the miser spends it, and the spendthrift saves it. Is it time? <laughs> no. That's one guess. No, no, no. I was talking to my friend. No. no. Okay. Do we have to answer in the form of a question? 
<laughs> no. Oh, no Jeopardy rules? Oh, shit. Good. The rich wanted uh, I mean, uh, the what if we... poor have it. I mean, the, the poor, poor do have time. No, well, no, don't. they're working a lot. The rich have they're time. They're just not getting paid. Uh, the, the, I mean, the poor, maybe the poor are satisfied? Like, mm. No, I don't think they're <laughs> Tax rate. We f- we Low more, tax we rate. We fear tax more than rate. death. Yes, they do fear right? more than death. The poor have it. The rich want it. What do you fear more than death? Fear more than death. All right, you can. You guys can talk and have public come up with... speaking. Not having abs. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. Um, we fear. Or did it downvote? Love more than life. Love more uh, than life. I don't remember what he said after that. Uh, um, this is a really hard riddle. Fear more than death. Riddle. Okay. What does a miser spend? What's a miser? Miser. Somebody explain. Is that an acting technique? Miser. To Cassandra, what a miser is, <laughs> and you'll probably come up with the answer. Miser is someone who's greedy and yeah. like doesn't Who like giving doesn't their like money to away. Spend any money. They don't like to spend money. So a what do they spend? Thrift. Spendthrift. Yeah, spend 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 you know what a spendthrift is? What? Spendthrift spend lots of money. Oh yes. So what does a spendthrift save? Spendthrift save. Because you pay for services. (laughs) No, but we don't fear that more than. What do you fear more than death? Bad services. (laughs) Oh well, I mean, I don't know. Uh, What do the rich want? The poor have it. Yeah, what do the poor have? The poor. What if you're really, really poor? Like you have really poor. What do you have? A tent. Nothing. Now, recently, on May 12, 2020, the Gang at Nooner podcast had another Dungeons & Dragons episode that you can listen to on SoundCloud, on Stitcher, on Apple Podcasts, and wherever fine podcasts are purchased and eaten. During a regular show, I maintain a running Tumblr commentary that you can find by going to www.noonerpodcast.com. And you can reach out to Nooner Podcast at n-o-o-n-e-r-p-o-d-c-a-s-t at gmail.com. Congratulations, you made it to the end. Give yourself a booyah. Do people still say booyah? Have the millennials reappropriated it yet? Or perhaps the generation or two that came after them? How long does it take to make a cultural generation anyway? It's not important. It's a largely made-up idea anyway. Speaking of anyway, I hope you enjoyed these few ear morsels I had gathered for your listening experience. And if you do decide to listen to more of the shows I've selected for you, then I've done my job successfully. You can find the social media links to all these shows on the blog at www.succotashshow.com. Succotash is S-U-C-C-O-T-A-S-H, and show is S-H-O-W. So, why not reach out to them and tell them what you think of their material? Hmm? Tell them Succotash sent you. We'd appreciate it a great deal. After all, it's what we mean when we ask you to please pass the Succotash. You've been listening to Succotash Shut In, the Soundcast Stimulus Package, with your host, Tyson Saner. Brought to you by Henderson's Pants, TrumpPoetry.com, and... Imagine your company's name right here. Find us on the web at SuccotashShow.com, on iTunes, on Stitcher, on iHeartRadio, on YouTube, on SoundCloud, on the <laughs> laughable app, and tattooed on your mother's rear end. 
You can hear us streaming and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Succotash Show. Email us at T-Y-S-O-N at SuccotashShow.com. Or call into the Succotash Skype line at our toll call number 818-921-7212. The you can also upload clips from your favorite comedy soundcast directly to us using our direct upload link at Hightail.com slash you slash Succotash. Production of Succotash is overseen by Joe Paulino through the auspices of Studio P. Sausalito, the home of the hit. Our hosts are Mark Hershon and Tyson Sainer. Our musical director is Scott Carvey. Our booth assistant is still Kenny Durgis. And until next time, I'm your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to please wash your hands and pass the Succotash. Goodbye. This has been a Succotash Patch production.